Human design is an amalgamation of several facets of spirituality. The I Ching, astrology, chakras, Kabbalah, all combine beautifully into one system. Mary Rose and Mary Letitia have been exploring their own designs for the last year. This podcast is an extension of that exploration. Come learn, laugh, and grow with us as we become Guided by Design. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Mary. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Just enjoying a little stretch. You and me both. Time to stretch and release and <laughs> get it all out. Just really feeling my way through it today. I definitely feeling my triceps today. Don't you love it when you kind of feel your triceps and you're like, oh, it's like it's simultaneously uh, like annoying, but at the same time, it's really gratifying. Triceps are one of those weird muscle groups that I always feel a little bit gratifying when they're sore. Oh, how's your week been? Today we are hitting it on a Friday, which I don't think anybody ever cares what day of the week we record. It's never the same, but it's kind of feeling our way into a holiday weekend. Feeling our way into a holiday weekend. My grandbaby should be coming in the next 24 hours, hopefully. That's really exciting. Um, Other than that, it's been a busy week. I feel like I've got a lot done. Even though I'm resting too, because this shoulder thing is not going away. Yes, it is definitely. uh, It's one of those things that I think is the universe sends us in some ways signals that it is time to slow down. And this has been a very slow process of healing for you. And maybe that's a good, maybe it's been in preparation for being a grandma and saying, you know, you are going to be slowing it down a little bit and focusing on a little baby. It's just, I get, I can't even imagine being a grandma. I just can't even imagine being a grandma. It, it's so wild to me that someone, someone our age is becoming a grandma. <laughs> well, I, I feel blessed that it's, it's now and not three years ago. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, we have to always look for those silver linings where we can. And, you know, I think especially because it is, your son, Trevor, who is becoming a father and his, his beautiful fiance, Josie, um, that they, you know, that that is kind of the nice thing is that when you see kids that especially aren't necessarily repeating the exact same, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I won't say mistakes, but the same patterns of their Mm -hmm. parents. Yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons that I'm, I feel very grateful about their situation. They're in a place where it's, it's good. They're not 18 year old kids. I look at Emily and I'm like, shoot, I can't even imagine. No, nor should you have to. And I think Emily, that's a beautiful thing about your kids though, is that I think, like I said, patterns, they've recognized that they don't have to repeat the same patterns and, you know, make, make their decisions so that they can enjoy their youth Mm -hmm. and be ready for, you know, I didn't have babies until I was like, 26. I waited that long. And so now I'm like, oh, wow. I think about how Thad and I have been married now 18 years. And if we'd had a baby right at the same time that we'd gotten married, like we'd have a kid graduating by now. Yep. 
<laughs> so it is it is pretty wild. Yeah, that was actually my my week. I had my 18th wedding anniversary on Monday this week, which is crazy. And of course, if you've listened to our podcast for a while, you know I don't uh, make any qualms about making inappropriate comments, but it's like one of the funny things is when you realize that you've been having sex with the same person over half of your life. <laughs> for longer than you have it. <laughs> yep, exactly. For longer, exactly. We've been having sex together longer than we haven't been having sex. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, we've been together since we were seniors in high school. So, you know, our anniversary is still off from how long we've actually been together and it's just, it's pretty wild. Pretty pictures wild. were so cute. Thanks. I was really, I, I took a while to, to find, go back and kind of dig through a bunch of old pictures in my Google photos um, and find some. And I made a little cute, what Mary's referencing is in my Instagram. I made a little reel of the two of us and I set it to the song that we, um, Heard a long, you know, it was a long time ago, like 10 years ago, we heard the song Polar Opposites by Modest Mouse. And it really just encapsulates our relationship. We are absolutely polar opposites. And I just love it too, because there's like a little bit of clappiness in there. There's like a long kind of part of the song where there's no lyrics and it's just like a kind of a jam band groove. And I don't like jam bands. Let me just be clear, but is one of the few jam bandish songs that I really, really enjoy. So, yeah, we. I love Modest Mouse. I love most of their music. They. I do too. I do too. They were actually just they're, they're on tour this summer, and okay. I've never seen them live. That's one thing we've never gotten to. Maybe one day, but they didn't play Polar Opposites. I do have a friend that went and saw them, and I said, "Did they play our song?" And she's like, "No," but they did play a lot of their old stuff, but just not that one in particular. <laughs> So, what have you been listening to this week? Oh, armchair, armchair expert. Um, I'm actually still in the middle of one of his. Um, he had two this week, but he had the uh, actress on that played Captain America. Oh, Brie Larson? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, and so that one was a really good one. Um, yeah. And who did um, Shattered? Well, it's not Shattered Glass anyway. We are supported by had um had kim kardashian on a couple weeks ago i had to re-listen to that one i thought the same thing but you know what mary i want you to go listen to that one she um she's a different human being than the one that got famous on tv and i think that that's pretty interesting i love watching growth in people and that one was a really good one because she is, she's getting a law degree. She's like trying to pass the bar so that she can help people, inmates who have been wrongly accused and are sitting in jail, sitting on death row. Um, so anyway, I just think that it's really interesting. I think it is. And you know, the reason why Mary said that is because I, I made a face. I can't help it, but make a face. But, you know, I think that that is also, you know, a lot of what we do is we have preconceived notions of people based off of things like television shows, you know, I, I'm not any different from anyone else. I don't really like the, the, you know, the, the fact that the Kardashians have primarily made money off of things that really are, 
is the word esoteric like their their looks and making people look a certain way like their makeup and things like that and that it is all about very much like status it's very status driven because but i guess you know it's how they grew up um i think that that's really you only know what you what you're taught and yep. when you're taught that and i think that that's what's interesting because i made that same face when i was like Ashton, like why do they have her on there? They had Oprah on for crying out loud. You know what I mean? But then I listened to the episode and I'm like, it really is about women empowering women and women supporting women. And like, yeah, I just and I think when she's grown up a lot since she, since she had children, since she went through a lot of real women shit when she had her babies. Um, and, and then decided to go back to school and she's doing it. Like, I mean going back and getting a full degree. And I think that that's, that's crazy because she's also working on these cases at the same time. She's like practically being a clerk for these mm-hmm. other lawyers to be involved in these cases. Um, and I and just if, think that that's really selfless. I, I, I was going to say like, I feel like if we withhold our support from women, mm-hmm. then it, it really doesn't do us any justice as women to withhold our support from women because we, disagree with how they got famous or how they have lived their lives or you know there's a lot of things that I think that probably we look at and it's fodder for magazines and you know she's had a lot of humiliations Mm -hmm. that have happened and we take that for granted because we think that she asked for them and it's like not necessarily it's not the you know it's there is a lot there that has been, she's been betrayed mm-hmm. by people that she thought loved her. And um, yeah, so I think you're probably right. I probably should listen to that one, even if my initial gut reaction is like, oh, because I've never wanted to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Um, I find everything about watching that show, except for the fact that I think seeing how they interact with their mother might change how I might feel about it is that I don't think that they necessarily idolize her or her lifestyle so much as they realize that it's all to some degree pretend that there's a lot of, there's a lot of pretend. Um, Did you, so we talked about American crime story, not on the podcast, but we were talking about it just the two of us a little while ago. And um, you know, I think that you should watch American crime story, the OJ Simpson trial, because um you know, David Schwimmer plays Robert Kardashian, but then they have like Chris Jenner was like best friends with Nicole Simpson. And, you know, I think that that's also, we take for granted that they're, that they underwent trauma as a family when that happened. And that that really did create a lot of um, rips in the, in the fiber of their family dynamic too. And I just, yeah, that's, that's something we kind of don't think about either is it's like, oh, well, their success is sometimes in spite of the things that have happened to them. It's true. It's true. And I think the fact that she's, you know, she's started multiple different businesses and just, just branched out. I mean, I understand where she got her status, but she understands that as well. And that's the other cool thing is she's like, as soon as I realized that I could make a phone call and make a difference in somebody's, you know, death row case, 
She's like, I, I had to, I'm not stopping. I'm addicted to it. She's like, I'm, I will, I will use whatever strings I have, whatever I can do to, you know, to make a difference. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like, even though, you know, she got her status looking a certain way. Now she doesn't care. She's like, I'll, I'll talk to anybody. I'll, you know. And is it really, is it right for us to judge someone because they look a certain way um, to, to basically demerit the work that they do because of those looks? Um, it's funny because in the human design magazine, I'm just going to plug this, the guide that I love that um, Sam Zagar, I think I've mentioned her before. She um, has this human design magazine. I've gotten the first couple issues and I love it, but they actually did a profile of Kanye West in the in the first edition or the first issue. And, um, you know, it's like, and he's a, he's a splenic projector. And I was like, it was really interesting to kind of read through. I'm not a huge Kanye fan. I'm not even, I wouldn't say huge. I'm, I don't want to say I'm anti Kanye, but I just, I don't really care for the spectacle. But one of the things that I thought was so funny was, you know, how, when he got up on stage with Taylor Swift, and then that reaction that everyone had to him getting up on, he was not invited. That was like, it, that is typical. And then he was so pissed that people weren't receptive to his message that then I just thought that observation was so freaking funny that an uninvited projector got up on stage gave this guidance about how it should have gone to Beyonce instead of to this poor, poor girl. <laughs> and then um, the swift reaction. And of course that made him bitter that people didn't agree with him, but it's like, well, of course, dude, that's, you went against your own strategy. You weren't recognized, you weren't invited and you got up anyways. And it's like, you can kind of see that that's, that when he has been invited by companies to come and work with them, kind of we talked about this with Leonardo DiCaprio and like Quentin Tarantino and stuff is an invited projector does amazing work and really does get recognition by the right people. So it's like when he's been invited to collaborate with these brands to create like these, you know, pieces of fashion and things like that, like, that's really where he, he sees so much success, mm -hmm. but it's when, it's it's that desire to push himself into places where he's not invited that really kind of makes us all that's what turns us off i mean really yep yep absolutely i have to say like i've never been a fan but like his his shit is catchy i'm like who sings this song oh oh huh but again you know that art that comes out when he's collaborating with somebody he was invited to do that with so mm -hmm. But, and I was just looking because you can basically look up any celebrity and uh -huh. see what their, what their, their, um, stuff is. And so Kim Kardashian is a sacral generator. So she is, you know, her response. Yes. I want to do this. No, I don't want to do this. Um, and having the energy to do that work to, oh my gosh, she's like right between you and I's birthday. Really? She's, yeah. She's our age. Isn't that God kill me? I know. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure she had to be like way younger than us, but no, she's, she's 40. She's 40. God to look that good at 40. I know. Train constant trainers. 
Yeah, I mean, it's true. And we she, take that. She talks about that because she had pre- preeclampsia with her first pregnancy. She, so she swelled huge. Like her face was swollen and her limbs, her ankles were not there. Um, and she got a lot of criticism, like she in, in the press, like criticism for how much weight she gained and everything. And, and she was like, nobody knew I didn't tell anybody that I was suffering from this other thing that was causing the, the puffiness and the weight gain. She's like, but then I just had to work my ass off afterwards. <laughs> Try and well, get she had the energy to do it. So, I mean, that's kind of the thing is like, if people are not a generator and they want to get their pre baby body back, a why you had a baby, you had a baby <laughs> body back, B you know, be willing to give your body that time to really heal because that is the hard thing is that she didn't get the opportunity to just be a mom um, and and not have the judgment of millions of people telling her that she needed to, to jump back in and get her body back to what it had been before. And she looks, you know, incredible now. So yeah, um, I will say that I did watch um, I have, I've been, of course, listening to my standards, you know, my, um, I did listen to a great human design podcast this week by Emma Dunwoody, just hers is called the human design podcast. And just listening about the transits coming up in September, because I really want to understand how things change through time from day to day, month to month, week to week. So that was really interesting. Um, and then I also, <laughs> just for, for fun, we watched Only Murders in the Building that just came out this week too. And I watched it with my daughter who she's my little baby murderer, you know, and it's really fun. Steve Martin and Martin Short. Uh, what a pair. I just, I, of course they're aging who isn't, but they look like they're aging. They look like they should. At like the they age should. That they are. Yeah, and I can't wait. I, I think this weekend we'll have a little time to sit down and watch it. So. You're going to love it because they, it is definitely, it's about podcasts. It's about podcasts. <laughs> so it's really fun. And I can't wait because, you know, they did a limited release and now you got to wait for them to dish out a few more episodes. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a good one. So I can't wait to hear what your reflections on it. Um, so what are we going to talk about this week? I know we, we kind of discussed what our topic was, but I'm going to put you on the spot to I hate it when you do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about change and um, some upcoming changes that we have going on and uh, kind of some transformation that I feel like we've been through in the last what couple months mm-hmm. and um, some reflection, I believe, and how human design has helped us through this. Ch-ch-ch-changes. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully David Bowie's estate does not sue us for my little <laughs> use of the song. But um, yeah, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. We have, um, you know, made some, some changes just within our own personal lives, our professional lives. And it's been all really seeded and rooted in human design. And I guess, you know, I'll start with just kind of talking about how at the beginning of this year, we made some goals and I still have all of our goals information. We, we went through when we did like the, 
Darren Hardy best year ever goals. And it it was awesome. Like I'm still a huge, huge fan of the work that we did. That's why I held on to all of the paperwork as we went through and did it together. But um, this podcast was one of our goals for this year was to, to start a podcast. And um, I am so just, I am so impressed with how well we have done with our podcast in terms of making sure we have episodes ready to go um, the way that we've kind of planned them out. I mean, it's been haphazard, but that's kind of the way that we live our lives is that we, we kind of do things somewhat on the fly. Even today, this is on the fly and we're going to insert this into our, our podcast sequence before the ones that we've, we've already recorded um, because this is kind of our announcement of changing the name but not really the focus of the podcast. Um, so after we did the 12 week year, we kind of made some plans and did some things around training to try to really take our business to, as they say, the next level. Mm -hmm. um, previously we'd worked with different clients and we hadn't really used human design with those clients before. So it was really a lot of business coaching centered around different things. So we did some personality tests, you know, used Enneagram and we really, I mean, we did, this was all, um, you know, pre COVID we did have like a really great time, like really working with some clients, but then into the, the COVID period, we've really kind of obviously had to see how we could adjust that because people don't necessarily want to do in-person coaching and that's where we feel like we do the best is with in-person so we were kind of taking it into another format of doing like facebook lives and we did i mean we did we we completed we we created a, what we called a boot camp and then we executed the boot camp and we did it a couple of times but we really did kind of find that um because mary has a I won't say blossoming, but a very demanding business that she has been working on for the last couple of years. And I had quit my job. So, you know, I didn't have anything kind of going on the side, <laughs> not even on the side, just like full time. So it was definitely, we were kind of seeing that there was, I would call it a mismatch of in, not engagement, but just the ability to invest time into what we want, what we wanted to do or what we wanted to accomplish. And it was kind of starting. So I'm going to stop there. So I'm going to let Mary kind of take it from where the realization of mismatched energy started coming in. Yeah. So mismatched energy, um, again, time restraints, um, all sorts of things. And the fact that I frankly don't like Facebook. I, I, I didn't like the theme going in. I, it's not a place that I feel comfortable. Um, it's not a, a thing that I can regularly add into my schedule. So I have a lot of blockage around that as well. So knowing that we both have amazing goals and we support each other in every way possible because we are best friends. Um, 
Mary wanted to take a little swing. And I knew that this was on the rise because I've been learning from her for the last nine months or so. I mean, pretty avidly about human design as she's learning, as she's building her plane and flying it at the same time. I've happily been a student of her and how she's not only learning human design, but living it in her everyday life, um, implementing it one stage at a time and really changing how she lives and how she enjoys life and how she uses her energy. And I feel like being a student of that is more important than trying to equally go forth coaching regarding this same subject matter. Because I am, I am a passenger in the, in the big scheme of things. And I feel like as we, as we coached our last, I mean, I feel like I still got to call it coaching as we coached our last individual who's so much fun to work with miss Lori. Um, I feel like it was a really special, special experience for us because you were still the guide and I was happily a passenger, but also a passenger that could reflect directly on Lori as we went through the, the steps and the process, because I know her on such a deep personal level from our friendship for the last, you know, I don't even know, eight years. Uh -huh. I, I know. <laughs> so I feel like that was, that was my place in that particular situation that we've got to experience. But going forward, I knew it was important for you to branch out and start to work individually with people because you have so much to give and so much to show and so much guidance to provide when you're invited to do so. And watching you become invited to bring this amazing information into other people's lives is a really fun experience for me. Oh, I love that. And, you know, I think that when we, it was, let me just be really honest. It was difficult to have the conversations around the decision to, and what we, you know, our decision wasn't to say Mary's mentors is no more. It was to say, we aren't going to dismantle everything that we've worked towards there, but we are going to, you know, kind of decide moving forward is this going to, it's not going to look the same and it doesn't have to, it doesn't mean that, you know, like I said, with Mary's, I'm like, just like with Andy Richter and Conan O'Brien, you know, Conan needs Andy. Um, Dax needs Monica. Everybody needs to have that, that person that is like, just like with, within us, you know, I have to have a generator that really is open. And that is that has been my experience with Mary is that a projector without an open generator, you know, can do a lot. But I, I really feel like it has been um, kind of that sim symbiotic relationship. I, I don't think of parasite and host. I think of two things that like um, that the barnacles help the whale. The barnacles, you know, keep a whale. You know, or those those things that eat the things off of a shark. You know, there is a reason why things exist in nature in symbiosis and it's not 
because one is necessarily, you know, they, you can't have one without the other to some degree. And that was, um, I'm just super proud of the way that when we were having the difficult conversations around this, because I, I was, I was like, I don't, I don't want to alienate my best friend who has been my business partner for the last two years by saying what, what's changed in my feelings and then making it anyone's fault that I felt that way. And that's been like a really amazing piece of learning about emotional authority is that, yes, we are very much in our feels all of the time. But, you know, the big thing, and we've even talked about this this morning, is that our feelings are our responsibility. We can't put those on anyone else. And learning to communicate how I felt without assigning any blame really took all of what I've learned within human design and, and, and tested it and made me have to really sit with that and say, how do I communicate my needs in a way that doesn't make someone feel as though they are at fault for, for what I need. And it's just, I think that that's been the biggest thing, the, the huge change that I never would have expected is that I felt like I could have adult conversations without being in a confrontation because nobody likes, I mean, I don't like confrontation. Do you like confrontation? Nobody likes confrontation. Nobody likes, <laughs> some people I feel do, but I feel like they're assholes. Like anyone well, that likes basically. confrontation is probably an asshole. Um, oh, and I was just gonna, I just pulled off my day, my calendar day and every Friday, the little daily calendar is a, a like a card. You can make, give to someone that says, you're a sunshiny friend. Thanks for brightening up my day. So <laughs> but, um, you know, I felt like that's kind of the, the thing is big feelings require time to work through them. And that was really what we allowed ourselves in this process was, you know, understanding each other's emotional waves and not pushing for resolution especially because I have this defined route and Mary has an open route and, you know, she can feel like there's pressure to have to have because, because I'm like a, okay, you know, my, my route is kind of, it wants to get started on something and it doesn't even know what it's going to get started on. You know, I didn't want that to be any kind of stress, but I think that it was really like we, it started with just a quick you know, I have some things I want to, I need to say, and I just want to know how would it be best for me to communicate this to you? Do you want to have a conversation or would you prefer to have something written so that you can read it, digest it, process it, feel your way through it? And that was, you know, that was like the initial, but I don't go back and reread things that I've written. So I haven't revisited what I wrote, but I, I do think that I, my, my biggest effort was in taking out any statements that assigned what I felt would feel like blame and, and really just focused on how my, I felt and maybe how I needed to, what changes I needed to see in order for those feelings to change. And, um, you know, I think that that was that for me. And I think that that's the thing that I, now I get to talk to people about, with emotional authority and even this morning talking to Mary about some things was, you know, we do feel like we can 
we can maybe change how people feel that we have power over people's feelings and that might be true i mean i'm not going to say that there aren't people that do things that are hurtful and that they are not designed to be hurtful i mean i will be honest i come from a long line of people that use their words to hurt and to make someone feel guilty so that it changes their behavior. Hello, I was raised Catholic. <laughs> it was like the whole point of the same thing. I know, exactly. It's, it, you don't have to be Catholic. Yeah, that's what we've learned is that you don't have to be Catholic, but it, it sure does uh, maybe stem from a lot of the guilt of Christianity in a, in, a, in a background is that this idea that God wants us to feel guilty for things. And I don't agree with that. I don't think that guilt is not use, useful unless it's actually pr prompting us to change. Like we should feel guilty ourselves, not anyone else making us feel guilty. Like that sure. is a difference. But we can be conditioned to feel guilty about everything. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's not not a good thing either. That's why we have a conscience that makes us feel guilty and that shouldn't be manipulated by anyone's ideas about how we should or shouldn't behave. But, you know, that we can't really control how other people feel, but our, our real responsibility is to not force someone to feel a certain way in order to change their behavior. Would you agree? Uh, that's a really hard thing to do. So it's it's been very, very interesting to watch that type of growth because frankly, I also was raised in a household where the the silver tongue, the, the one that would get a lashing, like my mother still uses her words in very, very hurtful ways. And she does it super professionally. Um, but it is it is very interesting to be able to communicate like adults, like you said, <laughs> and to take everybody's, um, you can't change the way that anybody feels about anything. I mean, you can try and influence, but again, doing that in a manipulative fashion, like who's winning in that case? Anyone? <laughs> I, uh, I think it also gave me time to reflect on my other partnership and how things are balancing or unbalancing in that area. Um, because again, you can't make people, you can't manipulate people into changing even behaviors. Um, it, it has to be done in a natural way um, by lessons learned. <laughs> I'm going to just say observationally, like the way that I have now seen, because at the time that we were having our, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the right word for it is. Revelation. Let's just call it our, the, the revelation. The revelation um, is that I really will say at that time when, you, you know, listening to you and how things were going at work and within your relationship with your partner, you know, it, it felt like we were in a lot of areas reaching breaking points. And I feel like that is it's okay to say that things are reaching a breaking point because without the breakage. Without a breaking point is where you froze. Yeah, without a breaking point, we can't really reach the point where things can be mended. And, you know, we, a lot of, a lot of our life is spent avoiding a breaking point. 
a lot of life is spent avoiding getting things to that point. But you, as a generator, you know, that and it just having a different kind of energy level and all of these different gates and channels and things like that, you know, what works for one person to avoid isn't going to work the same for, for someone. Sometimes you have to, to go into a collision head on rather than, you know, you can probably swerve to avoid a collision and end up in an even worse situation. Yeah. Sometimes that, you know, sometimes you have actually have to hit the gas and go harder and see if you can actually fast and furious catapult mm -hmm. over the collision entirely. So I just, I really will say like that is one of those things is that watching what has happened as a result of our revelation has really been so gratifying because I have seen a difference in how you two talk with each other, like knowing that there was so much tension and now it, I, I won't say it's gone, but I will say it is like night and day just within a matter of months. And, um, you know, sometimes those, it could have meant the end of your relationship. It could have meant the end of a lot of things, but the breaking point for you was actually where you could start mending things versus taking the two pieces of stick and just throwing them into the fire. Because that's not, you know, just because a stick is broken doesn't mean that it's useless. Sometimes it just needs to be mended, you know? Absolutely. And I feel that same way now. I can reflect and go, goodness, that was a lot of tension. That was a lot of, I felt like your um, analogy with the two magnets that are forcing each other apart and you're still trying to force them together and it, you know, it needed to do the thing that magnets do when you just let them go. <laughs> well, I think that it gave you permission in a lot of ways to start really, like when you said you sat in stillness a lot and that was, thank, thank you, thank you, Queen Oprah. Yes. <laughs> that great suggestion of sitting in silence and stillness and just being still. And you hadn't given yourself that time because there had been so much going on in your professional life that was not allowing for stillness. And I feel like that is where when we do, in fact, have to take the, the stillness and sit with ourselves, especially within a capacity of love, because there's there can always be a lot of self-hatred for how it got to that point versus being able to say like, OK, so what have I been doing right? Where have I been able to keep this the plate spinning and are those plates really important? Are those the important plates? Um, and that was, I think, one of the things is like, we took a whole week off from our morning meetings and it wasn't in anger. It was really just because, you know, we've been doing this for, we're gonna be going close to a year in just a couple months, um, a full year of like every morning meeting and having time together. And it is important for people to, especially for me, I found out, you know, as a projector, I need to be able to back away, mm -hmm. not just from you, but from every fucking generator in my God. <laughs> I love them all. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, my space from them is important. It is important that I be able to remove myself from the, the, the energy of my two beautiful children a generator and a manifesting generator and my um, grumpy ass husband, who's a manifesting generator. I don't know what days he is. 
I'd be curious to know what her, what her dog design is. Um, <laughs> Cause I don't think she's a projector. I think she's forced to be a projector, but I think she's really like as a little corgi dog, a little half corgi, she's probably way more of a generator or a manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um you know that is one of those things is that I even this last week we were talking about how I get into a fixed rhythm and that it can feel really healthy because I have the gate that of fixed rhythms but at the same time sometimes that gate also pushes me into doing to staying consistent even to my own detriment And that can be hard. It can be hard to say like, you're so consistent, but is this consistency really helping you grow or is it keeping you in the same place? Like even you said something about working out and I'm like, you know, it's hard for me to take breaks. It's hard for me to take rest weeks and things like that. Not that I fear that I'm going to lose any of the, of the progress that I've made, but really it's always like the fear that will I not get back on this? And, um, you know, it's not really rational fear. There's no, you know, that's the thing about fear is that it doesn't have to be rational to feel real. (laughs) Correct. But it's a very real fear in the same sense, because you've probably watched dozens of people do that. Yep. See the, the, see things just going really well and then a break and then nothing. Mm-hmm. And I am one of those people. I even, even for a generator, like I, I can only go so far. And then I, I, I always take two steps backwards. Um, I'm going to fix it someday. I was hoping it was this year. We'll see. Well, that's the thing is like, I've also learned within that, that there is health, in someone who doesn't have the same patterns that I do. Like I, I really have, that's what, if nothing else, learning this about myself is that um, I don't get to judge anyone for, for a difference in like, as much as I want, like my friend, Rachel, who I love, she's not a morning person at all. She's like a get up at noon person. And while I know she would benefit so much from just learning to be just like me, that's not the path for her. That's not the path for everyone. You are actually going not out of tight, but I think that you borrow, we, we actually complete a channel together, the 515 with between my fixed, my fixed rhythms and your, um, um, let me look, I'm going to say 515 human design channel. It's called the love for humanity, which you and I, and it's about rhythms, but the 15 is really about, I've got the five, you've got the 15. It's really about like there's rhythms, but then there needs to be breaking down those rhythms sometimes. Um, it's like the people with the five, 15, five need rhythm to feel secure. So we create this channel, the two of us, we, we don't have it connected throughout both of us are one side of it and that's where we share this energy that when we are doing something we love which is spending time together we can create so much beautiful things so I just I that's another piece of human design that I love is that we don't have a lot of connecting pieces but this piece really does in a way show how 
that electromagnetics, you know, we are electrified and magnetized to each other because we each complete one side of this channel together. That's interesting. And it says people with this energy. So if, if it was one of us that had the complete thing, it says people with this energy also have an unusually large aura and stand out energetically. They get noticed. And, you know, that has been, I think, a lot of what we've done together is like we, we did. We pulled in people that we never would have expected that we would have worked with before. And that was because of the work that we were doing together. And we that's the thing is like just because we have taken the step back from Mary's mentors coaching doesn't mean that we are stepping back from the work that we really began, which is doing the human design work, learning more about ourselves so that then we can help apply it. And maybe one day when the world changes back to being able to interact with people um, where we don't have to do things on Facebook, maybe that will be when we start seeing our shift back into um working with within that scope again with with clients but it really has become less of the focus because right now there's so much work to do just on ourselves mm -hmm. and together and on this podcast and what we're sharing that it doesn't really feel like it has to change someone where we can see it like we're changing people because of what we're saying we're changing people through the way that we are speaking maybe one day we'll monetize this podcast and maybe make some money off of it but for <laughs> now it's really been not about that at all it's not about making money off of what we're doing together and it's never been about making money which is probably what <laughs> probably why it's perfect but probably why we still want to keep doing it is that mm -hmm. when we stopped making it about wanting to see financial success together it, it's still the root of what we do is that we're doing it together and that you're doing your thing and you are you know your company your business is your primary money maker and I am now shifting and finding ways that I can contribute into my own my family finances myself and when we don't rely on each other for that we have a very pure I feel like it becomes very pure what our intention is which is to be together and share this magic that we found together with other people agreed 100% couldn't have said it better so, yeah, that's in a nutshell. That's why things are changing. That's why we're changing to guided by design instead of the Mary's Mentors podcast is that, you know, we want our focus to really be that this is not about business anymore. I mean, it does touch our businesses. Don't get us wrong. But this isn't like only going to be for people within an entrepreneurial space. This is for everyone. Holistically, <laughs> holistically, everybody. And, you know, I think that that is, we are, we are best self, we are the best self teachers. We learn the best as we teach ourselves and teach each other. Like Mary, you know, I love, I love the observations that I get from Mary because, you know, as a projector, I'm penetrating aura into other people that doesn't really focus into myself. Like I can be very self-aware, but I can't dig as deeply. I don't have that, that ability to see into myself. 
And she really, by being open and hearing all the things that come out of me, she's really able to sift through the, the shit that I've said and kind of come out and be able to be like, okay, well, I'm going to dig through this pile and I'm going to reach in and I'm going to pull out something you, you haven't been thinking about. And I, I, I value that so much because like I said, I'm not as good at doing it to myself. It's very easy for me to tell Mary all about herself. <laughs> Everyone, you're really good at telling lots of people about themselves. And it's good because you've created a community to be able to do that and really healthily and non-confrontationally been able to guide people and tell them about themselves. And you're very good at it. And we all appreciate you very much. Thank you. <laughs> I, I shared the graphic not too long ago on my Instagram about, I'm telling you your life for Moonstruck. <laughs> I love that, that, that line in Moonstruck when Nicolas Cage and Cher are sitting at the kitchen table in his apartment and she's just telling him, you're a wolf, you know? And I just, I love that movie. And I really feel like that, that, that comes up so frequently for me is that, when you don't want to hear about your life, guess what? I keep my mouth closed. Those are people that I, I love and I value and I, I hope that, you know, I wish them the best. But if you don't want to hear about your life, if you don't want to hear my guidance, like, then I, I really have kind of stood up from that table and I've walked away from trying to sit at a table where, I'm not recognized and invited to tell people about themselves. doesn't mean that I don't have friends, but that, that I don't still interact with, but it's like, I have noticed a significant drop off in the people I, that I love that don't want to be aware of the things that I am aware of. And that's okay. That's okay. Not everybody can accept it and that's okay. I that is okay. I'm not, I am not for everyone. I think that that's a big thing that you hear people say is like, I'm not for everyone. I'm not everyone's cup of tea because I'm, I'm, a, I'm coffee. <laughs> you are coffee. So where are we going to go from here? Well, we are going to continue with the podcast and um, continue guiding and learning and exploring all different parts of life and how human design is affecting all of that. And because we've already recorded a couple of episodes ahead of time, we will be talking a lot about, um, we, we kind of did focus in on partnerships. So kind of in looking at the different types, we're really talking about um, some of the things that we've noticed about working with, with the different types. So we've worked with manifestors, we've worked with, generators and manifesting generators and projectors and so we are going to be really kind of covering some of those i can see in our future some different series like we love talking about parenting and relationships and um you know just also just our own personal our own personal observations of things that are happening within our own type and our own strategy and our own authority and um, that transits, which we'll put in the show notes, um, we'll reference the human design podcast with Emma Dunwoody transits episode about September. But one of the things that they said is that here, that some of the nodes are going to be shifting here in a few days and it's going to be putting us into a manifesting generator 
season for several months. And so like that will be something I think will be really interesting is I'm just now kind of as I'm going through, there's all these different elements of human design we haven't even touched on yet. Mm -hmm. Um, And because we have to learn about them before we can really start to embrace them right now, it has been strategy is so important. Our authority is important. And I feel like we have gotten really a lot better in the last nine months of being able to, um, work with those. Even this morning, I pointed out to Mary a situation where she really followed her strategy. I don't think you realized it, did you? I didn't. And so it was like one of those things that, again, I can see it very clearly from the outside and be objective and say, oh, hello, that was your strategy right there. You followed it. And as a result, like, there, you know, there, and, and now it's, now it's a matter of authority. Now, after following that strategy, now you have the decision-making skill to be able to decide how you move forward, how you want to act and how you want to, how you want to respond. Like that is the beautiful piece is that your strategy told you to wait to respond. Now your authority is going to guide you through that response, which is gorgeous. Um, And for me, you know, learning about transits and seeing like this morning we looked and if Mary's grandbaby's born today, we'll have a little emotional projector. And I'm just like, which would make sense, but we'll see. I mean, it may not be today. So obviously we got to, we got to cool my jets. jets. Don't count those chickens before they hatch. Um, But yeah, I think it'll be really interesting because now that we know, now that we know what we know, it gives us the ability to even help Mary's son and daughter-in-law in saying, okay, woo Nelly, if you can project your baby, good, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna have to know some shit about this baby because this baby isn't gonna work like you two. Mm-mm. This baby isn't gonna, is not gonna have the same things going on. And damn, I wish that my parents would have known this stuff. Damn, I wish I would have known this stuff. And I feel like that's the the thing about human design is once you know, you can't unknow. And it really can help us in in having a lot of compassion for those differences in each other, which I think we both have a lot more compassion as a result of learning so much about this topic. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, let's wrap it on up. I don't even know how long we've been talking for, but it's been a great conversation. We are now guided by design. We welcome you to reach out to us. We still have the same email address, marysmentors at gmail.com. Our Instagram is still marysmentors at gmail.com or marysmentors, but that may change because we may want to engage a little bit more on Instagram as these episodes come out. So yes. Okay. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.